Greetings. This is Dan O and my friend Darren. Hello. Here. And we're here once again for We Straddle. And we are bridging the divide within our spiritual communities and within ourselves. So much is going on on so many fronts. The election just around the corner the coronavirus heading into the fall. And sometimes I feel like the ground is just opening up under my feet. But we are here. We are here to find our footing, to find our voice, our truth, and our compassion for all narratives that spans the whole range of views and understandings of the complexity of what is going on. Yeah, well, Dano, well said. And I'm here today also straddling the divide in myself and holding a space for this whole society we're in. And so within myself, I'd say, I feel an interesting mixture of a real presence of a, of a light, of a, connection to something that's huge as well as my vulnerable very human self you know with, with whatever insecurities or whatever things i'm going through as a person and they're both here you know, i can feel both those experiences and so in this podcast we're straddling that as an inner experience but also how it plays out in our society and th there's something that I, I really am excited about this because i feel like dano and i have something we're saying here that I'm not hearing in other places. And that's why I really appreciate that you're listening to us right now to consider this. And that is that, to sum it up, is that there's a lot of people who are considered to be conspiracy theorists, and a big chunk of them are under this banner of QAnon, or very influenced by this certain channel of information, and similar things to that. And there's so many stories in the news about you know, many of the mainstream media kind of wringing their hands about how dangerous and difficult this is and all that. Some of these people are likely to be elected to public office, you know, next week. And so there's that whole camp of like the conspiracy theorists who are often this certain fringe. And then there's people that don't believe that, like most people in my family, most people I know, who kind of look at it with some judgment or fear. But then they often are not wanting to see certain things that actually are going on. So we see these two things going on that aren't clearly delineated enough. One is that our mainstream media and what we're hearing about in our day-to-day -day lives is often neglecting certain things that are going on that could be considered real conspiracy, that, that really sober, grounded people who are really doing the research can validate, but then knowing about those and believing those doesn't actually mean you kind of jump off into the whole nether world of unquestionably accepting all these things that are up here. So we feel there's a, there's a, we're straddling a common ground, a real common ground where we actually all do have a common values 
that have gotten pushed to the side because of this divide. So that's what this is about. And the specific theme that we want to talk about today that we just discussed is what are some specific things often labeled conspiracy theories that we believe actually are going on, even though we don't label ourselves as conspiracy theorists, or we're certainly not at all aligned with, you know, QAnon or some of those type of organizations. So Dano, I know you were talking about someone's, some of these things that you just heard about recently or been aware of that you consider real conspiracies. Like, what are some of those? Well, actually, I, I wanted to uh, invoke a, a video that I saw uh, just yesterday. And uh, this is of a man who has become quite controversial. But he is a man uh, who has got, got a lot of stature. Uh, uh, Robert Kennedy, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., uh, who is, uh, runs an organization called the Children's Health, I think, Health Defense Group. There's, uh, sorry, can't, can't remember the name of his group, but he's, <clears throat> he's a lawyer. Uh, he's RFK's uh, uh, son, and he's a lawyer. And he's been very active in terms of like uh, advocating for children's health. And, um, and he gets into some very difficult uh, things um, such as vaccinations. And, um, and his talk about vaccinations has resulted in him being banned and um, sort of censored across various platforms on social media. But and the whole vaccination issue is uh, I, I, like such a shining example of the great divide, you know. Um, and, um, and yet, so here's RFK. He's making a statement uh, that was played to a number of gatherings that occurred this past weekend. This is October 26th. It's today, Monday. So this past weekend, um, there was a number of gatherings uh, of people who were essentially sort of championing the idea that there is some shady business going on behind the scenes, especially with the coronavirus. So here we go. Here, here's the, uh, you know, some people might feel the alarms go up just with the thought of, oh my gosh, the coronavirus. There's so like, ah, it raises so many um, issues and conflicts within our communities. But what I wanted to uh, share is, and I think RFK is junior is uh, just is very responsible in his, um, his, his research uh, in my point of view. And um, he was saying there is a conspiracy of big pharma and big oil and the, um, the big uh, social media companies um, who are, uh, have essentially some agenda that is influencing the course of maybe policy and the way things are being handled. So he is boldly saying that there is a conspiracy, you know, especially of big pharma and um, like the vaccine, vaccine industry that may be, have an agenda behind this. So it's very controversial. But I found that it was, um, it was bold of him 
to say that there is a conspiracy. And he is clarifying that he is not a conspiracy theorist. He is not just speculating and he's not coming up with crazy wild theories. He is looking deep into the, uh, you know, the, 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 just like big questions that are, remain unanswered and that there is a veil of secrecy and, and denial and, um, you know, a deflection around like addressing these issues. So I thought that that was uh, um, uh, uh, something that just happened this, this past weekend. And I thought I'd just bring it, put it on the table here. Right. Well, we know that whistleblowers have been a very vital part of our culture, you know, in corporations and in government. And, you know, basically this is a very vital category of people that will actually talk about things that are being covered up or uh, not, or that, and that could potentially are harming a lot of people. And there, there's laws protecting whistleblowers from coming forward to say this. So, so yeah, I mean, it's, I think most intelligent people are aware of the incredible power of the pharmaceutical industry. And I know you had just said earlier a statistic that they have just like way more lobbyists in Washington, D.C. than any other um, or any other, uh, you know, industry, including the, even the oil industry. Or the yeah, like, industry. Like, like three times as many lobbyists like three times as, as the many. oil industry, which is the next largest lobby group. Yeah, and that's <laughs> a huge one by itself. So this is a really insanely powerful uh, um, industry and they have done and we know there's plenty of evidence that they have done plenty of abuses of fact you know the family that uh there was a family from germany that was putting out um some of these painkillers that just got whacked with some multi-billion dollar fines for knowingly putting things out that were poisoning and addicting and causing suicide with you know millions of people so we know this stuff goes on this is not in the realm of crazy-eyed conspiracy theory it's it, it exists mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and there's many things like this. I, like, I think there's one conspiracy which is wide out in the open that, he, that we all just kind of know it's there. And that's the conspiracy between big corporations, lobbyists, and politicians. I mean, it's right there. And, you know, major policy that affects all of us is tremendously influenced by this cabal that's right there. That's not even pretending to be hidden. We just consider it normal. And we kind of roll our eyes and say, well, that's the way it is. So, when you see something like that, um, it, it, it's not a big logical jump to think that there could be other conspiracies that are more hidden. But again, the purpose of why we're here is not to start listing a bunch of conspiracies and jumping on a certain bandwagon. I know for myself, I'm advocating a rational, mindful, intelligent approach to like self-empowerment where there's, I think there's a, a part of each one of us that has a bullshit meter and has a, a truth meter. And it's like in our hearts and in our gut. And this, here's the tricky thing. This is what's really tricky. I think a lot of people, there are a lot of people very caught up right now in group think conspiracies where they're, they're not necessarily being in a state of empowerment, but yet they may believe they are because of certain factors. And so regardless of which side of the divide we're on, it's a very tricky psychological time. Now, one thing, I've been doing research for a book I'm writing and reading about spiritual initiations. And I'll keep this extremely brief because it's a huge subject. It's, a, it's, it's worth, good. This is good stuff. It's really worth touching on. Thank you, Dano. Is that 
this goes back to esoteric books that were written back in the early 1900s and 1800s, and which were based on ancient teachings going back to ancient times, is that there's huge shifts in consciousness that have been happening on the planet throughout our history. And certain individuals or groups pop through into these different initiations. What initiation means when you kind of make a quantum leap into a higher level of consciousness and you're, it's permanent. It's not just like an up and down mood. And people have been doing this and it's not talked about much. But this, these sources are saying that when humanity is ready to jump into certain higher levels of consciousness, huge amounts of what they call glamour, like illusions and mystical, deceiving, like foggy things precede that jump into higher consciousness. And so what I really had chills going up and down my spine and like hair standing on the back of my, up on the back of my arm saying, God, that's what's going on. You know, we can try to pick apart which conspiracy is right, and which one's wrong and which people we agree with and don't. And some of that is very important. We also need to see that there's big forces at play that are driving us into these glamours, which basically means things that like Maya, it appears to be there, but it's not really there. So, Dano, do you have any kind of thoughts about that whole theme? I know I heard you say a few enthusiastic noises in a few minutes ago. Right, grunts. And yes, yes. Oh, it's good. It's, it does feel like that. It feels like we're, um, um, in a sense, you know, reality, quote unquote, is, is uh, softening uh, or, or yeah, that's a good you know, less concrete. Uh, and, you know, and, and the, the, the idea of... Uh, dimensional realities, you know, and third dimension being sort of concrete physical uh, uh, reality defined by time and space, you know, and that fourth dimension is when that becomes uh, less concrete, you know, time is strange, you know, the quantum phenomenon in space, you know, it's like you're entering more into a dream space. And, um, and so like, or the astral level where things are, you know, it's, they're, they're interesting and they're, you know, there's a lot going on, but it's also, it's dicey. And um, it's, so, so that, that's where the idea of, you know, 5D of fifth dimension is, is essentially it's rooted in this idea of, I guess, maybe your spiritual initiation is, we're moving towards that place where we're grounded in a non-dual, uh, you know, Christ consciousness, uh, and uh, where where we are connected to our deep core, which is not like like floating on the waves and and you know uh, the ocean of <clears throat> data and you know you know physical you know incarnational experience um so yeah I, I i think i wanted to if if you don't mind if i i wanted to share uh something that i went through just just this morning actually as i was working on uh a website and um associated with this podcast and long story short there was this two different separate uh, websites that I could not find a resolution to. It, there were the two distinct things. 
And <clears throat> I spent an hour uh, with the people at the, you know, who are in the company and the tech support. And they, they, I just was on this loop and they followed me on this loop and they kept pointing me here and there and it was just never resolved. And I'm like, what is going on here? We're doing a thing on We Straddle and here I'm caught in this website of complete separation of, and I realized that this is, so the image that is coming to me, the decode of, you know, why I'm participating in this little <laughs> drama, this theater, is that, <clears throat> you know, I'm, I think, you know, it's reminding me to stay rooted in my deep self. And that insofar as I'm not rooted in my deep sort of core of the, just the, the un, un, you know, unapologetic deep core self uh, that is uh, deeper than the thinking self and the reactionary self, you know, that um, I can sometimes tend to go into my mind and I can go into my thoughts and I go into like the, the, the chatter, you know, field. And it's saying, don't stay there, drop in, be in right brain. And so that was a good little lesson I had this morning. Yeah, out picturing of your internal <laughs> conundrum there. I get it. Yes. Yeah, so... This is a kind of wisdom that I feel that we're discovering through this is that there clearly is externally like something we call a polarized society now. And you know, if you look in the news, you just see it blaring at you from every article out there and polls and all this stuff going on. And then it's kind of like what happened in the American Civil War. It was like there was, it said neighbors were fighting neighbors and one village was, you know, had been peacefully trading where suddenly slaughtering each other and, you know, and out in these, in the rain and just like, how did this happen? And, and the echoes of that Civil War are still in our country. You know, they're still playing out in, in a lot of ways. So, so like, how do we see this? Do we see it as just like a real problem? Like, well, the human race is just, has this terrible tendency to, polarize or is it stirred up by demagogues and manipulating forces through social media as we talked about in some of our other broadcasts which is and there's some truth to all these things like we still believe everybody who's a truth seeker should see the social dilemma on netflix because if, until you understand how incredibly powerful the influence of social media is it's hard to understand this divide but even going beyond that if we see that what we're going through is a stage, a process of the birthing of a higher consciousness, like a painful birthing, like we know, you know most people are born, the mother goes through a lot of pain, you know, unless she's really anesthetized or something, giving birth, it's like there's any, you know, the child often is traumatized in the birth process. It's something that we're going through to birth a higher reality. And I feel like if we can have our focus more on that, that is whatever you focus on expands. So, so I guess there's many parts of this discussion. So one part is that we want to acknowledge, uh, since Dan and I are not in the camp that would often be labeled as QAnon and believing in a certain whole set of, con of conspiracies that seem to be almost like a package deal, like so many people that we know believe all of them, you know, and we're not going to list them. And then there's people that deny that, fear that, judge that. So there's those two camps and that 
So, so we're saying that there's truth in both. Now, there is that the people talking about conspiracies are bringing much needed things out into the open. The people who are wanting to have a more rational approach and not go onto a bandwagon in which, you know, you're demonizing these huge numbers of people that may, be, may or may not actually be guilty. There's truth on both of those. But rather than even just trying to be tactful and say, yes, we recognize truth in both of them, where is the common ground? Like, where's the place where, where if this is a process of awakening or of ascension, where is it taking us and how do we, how do we really facilitate that? Yeah, exactly. And <clears throat> I, th I think there's, there's positive intentions uh, mm -hmm. that, that all people carry, you know? Yeah. They, they want to have a better society. They want to be more free. They, they, uh, they want to be healthier. And, um, and yeah. And so I think that what you just described, this um, you know, QAnon type <clears throat> narrative, uh, which I don't want to just lump it all into a QAnon narrative because it's complex and there's lots of parts to it. But, um, um, but I, I think, um, um, okay, dropping in, dropping into my deep self so that my deep self can be the source of the understanding and the voice that is not disconnected. So um, that the positive intention of, of people are seeing something which is a valuable piece of the puzzle. And uh, if we can recognize that there is division, there's, there's this fourth dimensional, um, uh, it's sort of like, shaking of the foundations um, that people are kind of getting caught in and it's part of like feeding the, the, the division that if we can see that we're essentially on both sides, mainstream and this alt media far conspiracy theory, if we're, if we're just locked in on that narrative and not able to be open to, to the, broader perspective that people are carrying, then we may well be being played by forces within social media, for example. Um, yeah. And, um, that's, a, that's, a, you know, that's another huge topic that we can't you know, cover in this one broadcast, but how we are being played. I feel like that's one we should talk about in a future episode here, because that is a very, very big subject. <laughs> and so, and it's something that, so, but, so let's say if that's true, let's say it's, there's that, we want to consider that. Are we being played in some way that we're not getting, that we're not seeing? Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure every intelligent person knows that some people are being played. They may not believe they personally are, right? Like there's a- And, and, and mainstream, mainstream media uh, can, can, can play us, you know, with, with certain- uh, like, like one of the, I just yeah. did a, mm -hmm. um, a talk a few days ago, and I talked about the slave self. And I know we've heard about that from some, you know, so we've talked about that and heard some teachings about that. 
that this is the part of the human psyche that can be manipulated, can be played. And then we have the sovereign self, which is the part of us that absolutely yes. cannot be manipulated. It's our true divine Christ. The deep God, self, yes. The deep self, with all these words we can put to it. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's a measure of humility to say, I do have a slave self. Now there's a, there is that part of me. And there's, a, but then also now I have my sovereign self. I feel like just the humility that would go into admitting that would go a long way toward starting to heal some of these more painful divides. Because when somebody feels infallible, like my beliefs yeah, are infallible, yeah. like what I believe, you know, and reinforced by all these people I'm in chat rooms with and talking with is just the truth. Mm -hmm. That's when things get really dicey, like you said earlier. And I think the beginnings of reconciliation or common ground is, is humility is, um, you know, to admit that optical illusion exists, like we know our eyes can look at certain things and we can be, we can prove to ourselves that we see things that aren't there. You know, we all know that we can be, that there are, the human brain can be deluded. So, so I, I would like to put that out as a, as maybe a, a, a thing to consider. Nice. How can we accept humility that I believe these things on the evidence of what I've seen and there's some things I truly know, like I know I exist. I know love is the most valuable thing. Like I, I know that if I do certain things, I have these consequences. There's some things we truly know. And, we, and maybe no, there's some things we don't actually know, we believe. And to be able to see the difference is a huge step toward healing these divides. And then there's this idea of uh, confirmation bias. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Where we are in a uh, a world now with the internet where we can do a Google search and come up with any story or any something that will confirm what we think is true and will you know be evidence that our narrative and the way we see it is 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 the real way to see it. So yes, I really like what you're saying around humility, and um, I I think of you mentioned like the sovereign self in relationship to the slave self, slave self being that part of us that is gets tossed around and is man easily manipulated and our egos are not yeah. really kept in check, you know? Um, and with the sovereign self, I, I often think, I often associate this with, in a sense, the younger, the child self that has a certain um, sort of innocence and, uh, just unfiltered a joie de vivre and curiosity. And, um, and so you were saying, we need to be careful not to be played. Well, how about maybe what we can do is we can actually step onto the theater of this like interesting stage of, of life and reality and, and, and play. Let's play. Let's, let's, let's play. Instead of being played, we play. got it. Yes. <laughs> right on, Dano. Like even my name, Dano. That's a that's a that's a stage name. I'm I'm recently come up with, so it's a little bit awkward. But <laughs> I'm playing. Yeah, that's good. Because like these things that seem so weighty and momentous and heavy and possibly terrifying and are going. No. We, we could see it as a, as a play. Like, I mean, I know there's that word Leela from, from you know, India. And uh -huh. I, like, Ooh. in other words, 
like even the, all the heavy pleasures and pains and things of the like, you can see it's all a divine play. I've heard that a lot in my younger years around spiritual groups in <laughs> India, things like that. So, All the world is a stage. I think that's uh, been around the, uh, the zeitgeist for a while since Shakespeare. You know, you know, last night I watched this new movie that came out on Netflix. It's called The Trial of the Chicago Seven. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Which is amazing. Fun. Know, they recreate that whole thing. And I was looking at it and going, wow, here I am in my comfortable living room. Watching <laughs> got out in the streets and got bashed by police batons and took, you know, risked their whole lives in ah. prison to do this thing. And all this yeah. came in. And I go, oh, that's so nice. That happened 50 years ago. And I could now just be entertained by it. And I went, no, Darren, this is happening right now yes. this is like yes. our version of the of those yes. riots in chicago and all that unrest is happening now and i my sister sent me information about actually how to respond the day after election day if there's widespread yeah. violence how to go out yeah. in the streets and actually you know put yourself at risk and in in, mm -hmm. get trained how to do that i thought wow this is like major you know the chicago seven brought into 2020 dang the 2020 exactly. and i'm uh, <clears throat> And I said yes to it. I'm going to do the training and I'm going to like, oh, because I, I don't want to hide my apartment, you know, being uh, playing, um, trying to hide back. I mean, I want, to, okay. I want to be the guy that's part of this, but yet do it from consciousness, mm -hmm. not do it because yeah. I'm going out there to, I mean, I, I'd like to be somebody who holds the Christ consciousness in whatever yes. way I can in those yes. situations, not somebody who's going out there to try to clash with any other people. Yeah, it's like the big question in the Chicago 7 trial was, you know, what are we doing? Like, what's the, what's the end goal? Why are we here? And it's like, oh, to stop ourselves from going to jail for 10 years? No, it's to stop the war. That's why we're here. Yeah. And so here in 2020, man, there is, it almost feels like everything's coming to a head, you know, and, yeah. and we have this opportunity to overcome the, the, I don't know what, the, the big forces of division. So we're coming to uh, the twilight of our show here. And uh, Sir Darren, do you have anything you want to add, you want to say? This is really good stuff. Uh, I, I, I like, you know, I like what we're, what's coming through this. Some of it's planned, some of it's the best parts of the parts we aren't, don't plan, it's just kind <laughs> of popping out of our hearts and souls. And I guess those of you listening, we would really love to hear from you. Uh, you know, some of you know us and can email us or text us. Some of, and we're also, Dan, always creating this website where you can reach us and maybe um, we can- Once I get it you know, figured out. Yeah, we have to figure, we're figuring that out, but hopefully by the time you listen to this, um, we'll have some communication link. But we, this is, we don't want to just hear ourselves talk. You know, we really want to inspire you know, kind of inspire or instigate other people to think outside the box and feel like, where is the solution? Like, what are we really doing here other than just taking a side? Like, what are we really, or just sitting the whole thing out and saying, I don't even want to deal with this crap. I'm just gonna, you know, stay in my, you know, just hide out until November 4th is passed or something. I mean, what are we really doing? And we'd love to hear from you, like what, what this brings up for you. That would make us really feel fulfilled in this effort that in some way it's, stimulated a new way of looking at things or even the process of being open to that we you mean we're not just talking to each other in a little bubble we're not just pretty faces you know if we're just talking a little bubble i hope that it, it somehow microcosmically macrocosmic or holographically <clears throat> goes out it does touch in some way i don't know i have a theory that 
nobody would really want to hear this because either you're on one side or another and who's who wants to hear somebody who's like straddling but we persist maybe we there's one maybe there's venture one forth out, maybe there's one person out there that actually is <clears throat> open to this and that might make it all our whole worthwhile <laughs> <laughs> all right okay well thank you for listening uh to episode number three yes first season now available on Google Podcasts and iTunes Podcasts that you can subscribe to. Woohoo! Yeah. All right. Till next time. Till next time. Bye. 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 Bye.